Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We are Paris, Alana, and Rusty. Friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back, Kingdom Sexuality family. As Alana and I sit down to record this, we are celebrating our two-year Kingdom Sexuality ministry anniversary, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just amazing. It's just amazing reflecting on how how far God has brought this. And we just yeah. want to say we are so thankful for you guys. If it weren't for you guys, <laughs> this ministry would look very, very different. So each and every one of you are very, yeah. very, very pivotal to this entire journey. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to say that. Today, we're going to talk about libido and sex drives. This is something that we more often than not are addressing constantly in our DMs. And we're like, man, we should really devote an episode to this because there are some things we want to debunk and there is some truths um, that we want to shed light on. So we're going to talk about our libido today. Okay. We're going to talk about men libido. We're going to talk about women's libido. We're going to talk about libido within marriage and how it is absolutely a balancing act. And Mm -hmm. we also want to call out some harmful worldviews and even some purity culture views that have been really directed towards the Christian circle when it comes to quote unquote, high drive, low drive spouses. And we want to talk about that too. So Alana, before we start, is there anything you want to say about this? Well, I think going back to, you know, how we get messages from people, um, often like women, right? And it's, they're like, I don't know what to do. Um, My desire for sex is so much higher than my husband's. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Um, I feel so alone. No one else experiences this, which we get so many messages like that. So you're very much not alone in that. Can I just tell you? But Mm -hmm. what's interesting to me is, we are not getting those messages from men. We're not mm-hmm. getting messages from the husbands being like, what's wrong with me? I have a higher drive than my wife. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to just think about it reversed and yeah. just to wonder why why is this a big issue? Yeah. Why are the women feeling isolated who are in this position? What, yeah. is, what is the cause that's making them feel that way? Totally. And so – I think I think it is maybe a matter of like somehow like purity culture um, embedding that in us just with the whole like yeah. you know men always desire sex and they they mm-hmm. always are looking at you with lust and you know I I don't know but yeah. you know you know cover up make sure everything's covered because they're always their eyes are always watching you and whatever and so I mm-hmm. think that innately puts this in women to. I don't know, to not have that desire because it's on the men. Like the men have this. And so obviously this isn't for me. This is for the men. And so then when we do get married and we're like, hold up, I actually desire this more than my husband does. Yeah. Then it's like, well, hold up. I have never heard of this because this is not what culture has told me. Right. So I think it's a matter of us just talking about it and making it commonplace to be like, no, Mm -hmm. like – it's normal to have differing sex drives. It's common Absolutely. in relationships for you not to be on the same page. It would be more uncommon for you to both be on the same yes. level all the time. Like, yeah. So Absolutely. I think just to normalize that and talk about it more often, to make mm-hmm. these these couples who are struggling in this 
feel seen and feel, you know, not outcasted by how they're feeling inside, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because that segues really, really beautifully into one of the other big points that we really wanted to talk on. And it's that everybody has differing sexual desires and their own unique libido, if you will. I feel like oftentimes when we talk about libido, we talk about sex drive. It's just like a blanket term and no one thinks about it past that, like that it's actually a uniquely individualistic thing to each specific person. Mm -hmm. Just like it's unique that each of us, yeah, we all have fingers, but all of our fingerprints are different than everybody else's. We all have sex drives. We've all been created to be sexual beings by our God, Mm -hmm. but each of our own sexualities is so vastly different. So if we could take it from that lens and really embrace that within ourselves, honestly, I believe that it would create a movement within marriages where they're able to bring balance and just remove so many of those sexual anxieties that we get around different libido. And it would Mm -hmm. just, it would just be a whole new curve, you know? Yeah. So that's something that we really wanted to share too, is this is unique to each person And that's the way God created us to be. Mm -hmm. It's no different than every other aspect of our lives, right? Our sexuality is also incredibly uniquely different to each of us and unique. Yeah. So when it comes to, okay, this is another thing we're going to segue into. When it comes to talking about this, you know, oftentimes we're then questioned with, okay, so how do you deal with the high drive spouse and the low drive spouse? And what we want to say to that is, should we even be using those terms when you Mm. think of it because we have had quite a few couples come to us and that's become an identity they are like yeah i am i am the low drive so my desire for sex is less which actually makes them feel like their sex drive and their desires have been diminished right and that's incredibly damaging and it's Mm -hmm. actually so 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 sad so without us meaning to you know label oh yeah you're high drive, I'm low drive. Um, we're not meaning that as something that is derogatory, but it is coming across. We're seeing this message come across as an identity now. And that is really, really dangerous. So we want to call that out Yeah, and just encourage you to have that conversation with your spouse. You know, if that has been commonplace language in your, in your marriage to refer to each other as high drive, low drive, um, talk about how that's made you feel. If that's become an identity for you, if that label has become something that's diminished you mm-hmm. and maybe change, change how you're talking about this. You know, oftentimes, you know, just for a really real life example, when Neil and I are talking about this, because you guys will, will get to this yet, but there's different seasons where your libido changes, right? And so when Neil and I are in any of those seasons and things are changing for one of us, you know, whether it's stressful season or just a different part of my cycle, um, and I will just talk about it like, yeah, like I'm just, my, my sex drive is just not, it's not amped up right now. My libido is just not up there. Um, like it was a week ago and there's never this, Oh, she's, she's low drive or now she's high drive, which I really truly took for granted for a long time that Neil never talked about that to me, mm, you, you know, right. never used that language to me. Yeah. And I'm sitting back, you know, as we've done 
a lot of work in this ministry and a lot of behind the scenes conversations. And I'm just like, I'm really thankful because if he had, when we were going through a lot of our own sexual struggles in our early marriage, I really think I would have taken that on as an identity and it would have been really crushing to me. Right. And it would have made me demean my sexuality all the more because I already struggled with it. You know, I already struggled with embracing that as a God-given gift coming out of purity culture. I was like, Mm -hmm. but isn't it wrong? Isn't it dirty? You know? So I just want to encourage you guys to really be conscious of the language that you're using and talk to your spouse about how they feel about that. Yeah. Something too, Paris, that comes to mind when you were talking about it is having that sort of label as like a continuously like, oh, I'm the lower drive. I feel like that can easily um, make you complacent where you are because you're stuck in this sort of rut of thinking, well, no, this is just who I am. This is just how it is versus – you know, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just have something to do with stress or like environmental things around you or your cycle or things like that, that your, you know, libido has lowered, but that doesn't mean you're always a lower drive spouse. Like I think easily you could be like, well, no, like this is just how my sex drive is, has like to your spouse Mm -hmm. and be like, this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. Like we'll just have to get used to it because this is how my body is versus, okay, maybe it was for a season but now you're just so used to being like, no, I don't really feel like it. My body's not ready for it or whatever. Versus like, how can we be changing our mindset and working with our bodies to yes, to get there and raise yes. it? Yeah. My mom, you're reminding me of something she always told me growing up. And to this day, she'll still tell it to me. And she'll talk about my stinking thinking if I'm getting into a rut in my headspace, right? Mm-hmm. She'll be like, Okay, but what you say, what you think is what you become. It's what you believe. And that rings true for here too. Even just what you mentioned, Alana, like if we're like, oh, I am the low sex drive spouse. I do have a low sex drive. I don't desire sex. You know, and you're constantly feeding yourself these thoughts. Just sit back and and just what do you think your body's going to do with those messages? And also your spouse. You know, how is that going to make them feel as well? sexuality is an incredible gift that we've been given and God has absolutely given us all the capacity to enjoy it immensely. And it is just a journey, more of a journey for some than others. Cause we all come into marriage with dirt. We all come into marriage with a story, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So talking back to kind of what we mentioned before, because I, mm-hmm. I actually am like a little bit more clueless in this area. Like this is something that I, I don't specialize in, but I know Paris, like this is something that is totally your jam. How does, like from a woman's perspective, how does their cycle influence their drive? And Tremendously. Yeah. I love that you asked this because I think, I honestly believe if we as women were to have a really beautiful understanding and almost embrace our cycles because the world has also really tainted that for ourselves. Mm. You know, like it's really tainted our cycles and how we relate to just being a woman. Um, But if we were to really sit back and embrace that and understand the role that our cycles play within our sexuality, we would have a lot more grace and a lot more wins for Mm. how we are expressing ourselves sexually to our spouse and enjoying sex as a whole. Right. Because there is different places throughout our cycles that God has literally turned on all these little 
warning lights in our body. It's like, okay, you know, if you are pregnant right now, you know, after you ovulate, if you were pregnant right now, your sex drive is going to go plummet mm. because all of your energy in, in your body, your hormones are all focused in this protect mode, if you will. Right. You know, it's growing a baby potentially. We don't know until we start menstruating again. And so naturally our libido lowers after mm. we ovulate. Everything kind of just is on a gradual downhill until we start coming back up to menstruation. And so that's natural and normal. And that's how God made us. It is yeah. something for that God has done for our body so that we can have the means to rest and to heal and rejuvenate during that time. If huge new oncoming changes are coming like a pregnancy. So right. throughout mm. your month to month cycle, like it's so I love encouraging women just track it write down. Okay. Like I wanted my husband all of these days, like literally write it down, kind of keep like a sex journal around your own cycle and kind of see the rhythm. There's, there's often a rhythm to it. Hmm. And that's important to kind of to keep track of most women find like right before they start bleeding, like before the first day of their period, a couple days before that to maybe a couple days after ovulation. That's when they are very responsive. Arousal comes a lot more simply. Right. They just desire their husbands. They want to be pursued. They want to be fulfilled sexually. And that's a natural, normal part of our cycles. And that's normally about two weeks of the month that we are feeling that way. The other two weeks, it looks very different woman to woman, but typically that's when things peter off a little bit. So having that understanding, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm normal. It's not like <laughs> what was wrong with me. Yeah. Two weeks, nothing. Yeah. I didn't want anything. But the two yeah. weeks before that, I was like, I couldn't keep my hands off my husband. You know, and just kind of putting those puzzle pieces together yeah. and give us a lot more grace for ourselves and understanding as a couple around your own sexuality yeah. and creating a good balance and rhythm within your marriage, right? Yeah. Within your own sexuality. Oh, totally. To even explain yeah. that to your husband so he understands, like... I think oh yeah, the light will go on. He'll be like, "Thank oh, you." Yeah, <laughs> I love exactly. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, we should do a whole episode on that and just really go into the nitty gritty of it, just so women can know. Because, gosh, I wish I had known this years ago too. Mm. Like once I realized this, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is amazing. I feel so free now. I feel good. Like I know what's going right. on in my body. And I don't feel guilty about things. You know, I would right. even take on guilt being like, why do I literally not want him right now? Like what, mm -hmm. what is going on? Right. So yeah. But you so can see how it'd be so easy for a woman to be like, what's wrong with me in that moment? Yes. And just exactly. be like so discouraged and feel mm -hmm. upset and feel like they have themselves to blame for things that are going on where it's like, Absolutely. these things are totally out of your control. So they yeah. are really wise to, I think, have those conversations with your spouse to be like, hey, so Absolutely. this is kind of what my cycle does and this is kind of how I feel yes. during it. Again, yeah. maybe with that sex yeah. journal, just be like, let me show you my journal. <laughs> yes. It, it is really, truly super empowering to just have grace for yourself, really. Yeah. It's yeah. A, good, a good little thing to implement. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, obviously outside of that, we could go into – there's different seasons where mm. your your sex drive is going to be affected by seasons of life, yeah. like stress, pregnancy, postpartum. You know, those are all seasons of life where we cannot 
stress enough how important it is for you guys just to be on the same page with communication and just try to get through that as gracefully as possible Yeah, because your sex drive will be suffering throughout a lot of those seasons, you know, or you're going through grief or you're going through a huge, you know, you just, a career fell through, whatever it may be, family issues, even I mean, Alana and I are in this boat right now. We're raising little ones. There's yeah. there's yeah. days where it's very taxing um, or everybody's just on the verge of meltdowns, you know, and it absolutely plays into your entirety as a whole, as a person. Yeah. And by the end of the day, your sexuality is just going to be like, no, no go. I need a rest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's totally normal for for those ebbs and flows of life to come and go. And I know it it can be easy when you're in it to be like, oh my goodness, when's the last time we had sex? Like, it's like, it's been a long time because life is busy and you each have your own things on the go. Then it just kind of falls to the wayside. Um, But just know that, yes, that is normal. And yes, this happens to everyone, happens to us. (laughs) We're not, Mm -hmm. you know, excluded from this experience. But it's also important to then – talk about it. Like you said, Paris, to have that communication open the whole time to be like, Hey, this just isn't really on my radar. How are you feeling with it? Is there, you know, if this is on your radar, what can we be doing instead of, you know, actual intercourse? Mm -hmm. If it's kind of just off the table right now. Um, yeah, yeah, just keeping those lines of communication open is going to be huge because it's really easy to, in those moments when, um, you're each having your own things on the go and it's just not being Mm -hmm. prioritized where, you know, walls can go up and there can be hurt feelings or Mm -hmm. things can be said, you know, why don't you ever initiate sex anymore? Or what's wrong with you? Like, why don't we want to have sex? And why haven't you desired me or whatever? Like, I think to just avoid those hurtful conversations that don't need to be had to keeping your, you know, selves as a team and a unity, like Mm -hmm. a a unit Mm -hmm. of two of you, right? To just be like, Mm -hmm. hey, we just need to lay this out on the table and talk talk openly and honestly with each other about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that because it really does come back down to, are you prioritizing? And do you even view this as an entity within your marriage? And that is sexual Mm. compatibility. Right. You know, I think a lot of times that is just not on the forefront of our minds. Um, I know for the first fresh years of our marriage, like I never even had that thought, like, what is sexual compatibility? How do you, how do you bring in balance? How do you have those conversations? It just felt so foreign to me because my understanding coming out of purity culture was you're just a yes woman, you know, like you lose your identity, um, in your Mm -hmm. own sexuality from it. And there's so many damaging lies that come from that, but praise the Lord for (laughs) that. He is our healer. Mm -hmm. Um, and for this ministry and for so many people who have really poured into this and, and brought, we, this ministry in the Lord has brought so much freedom to, oh gosh, hundreds of marriages already. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to realize that they can achieve sexual compatibility despite whatever whatever differences are on the table. When you have exactly what you said, the mindset to be a unit and you're pursuing that unity together and that is your goal focus, like everything Everything is just going to flow a lot more easier. Even when you're in the hard seasons, you'll be able to have conversations without taking offense. You know, like those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yeah. And it's a beautiful network of just growth upon growth when you get to that understanding and you just open up, you open up the conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. And maybe you're not even sure how to do that. And so maybe it just really starts 
with prayer to begin with Mm -hmm. and just begin to pray over your marriage. If that's something you haven't, you know, started implementing already. Um, and if your husband needs a resource to pray over you, we have that on our website. I can link that below. Um, because it's just a beautiful way to just be like, here are some things, here are some ways you can be praying for me. And even asking your husband, how can I be praying for you? How can we be praying strategically for our marriage? Um, because there's, there's a plan for your marriage. And even in in our, um, missional marriage episode, you know, the Lord put the two of you together for purpose Mm -hmm. for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that comes down to making sure, like we said, you are on the same team as a couple to then go and do that mission and that those dreams that God has placed in your heart as a couple, even beyond sexuality, just even for Mm -hmm. the Lord's kingdom. Right. And so I think even to, to close it off thinking of Psalms 139 and, you know, Mm -hmm. the Lord, you know, knit you in your mother's womb, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And not only that, but he knows the level that you experience your drive and that's yes. not news to him. This isn't yes. a surprise. This is how he made you and how he knit you. And so he's going to give you the tools to navigate this gracefully and beautifully as a couple to be able to learn from one another and have, you know, have those hard conversations and maybe you fumble and you figure it out. Um, but he's going to be right alongside you in that journey. And so I think that's really exciting. And I'm just, I'm so yeah. excited for other all these marriages to then turn and and realize mm-hmm. that, oh no, I'm not strange for feeling this and God yes. put these desires in me. And so I think to, to think of that with that in mind, to know that this isn't a surprise yeah. to him. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.